It's the Horror Comedy Podcast with Jake and Haley. Listener beware, this episode has themes of domestic violence and contains discussion of sexual assault and child abuse. Listen at your own discretion. It's the Horror Comedy Podcast. I'm Haley, and this is Jake. And with us today is Dylan Clem. They are quietly sitting in a chair together. You should check it out on our Instagram. It's very cute. And this is the only podcast where we smoke weed, and I tell you a true horrifying tale. At the end of this episode, we're going to check in with our resident sane person, Jake, to find out if we scared him. That's me. That's you. I'm the sane one here. That's right. Thank God, too, because one of us needs to take the reins on this wild horse, okay? Stallion. Well, honestly, like, I think last week we were both pretty pretty spooked. Oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. I was terrified. I'm here to scare you straight up. You are my hungry little baby, all swaddled up, and I'm going to deliver the sweet teat of horror to your little lips. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. My lips are puckered, <laughs> baby. And now, a word from our sponsors. Is that the door? No, that's just the sound of my knee <laughs> when I bend it. Oh my god, Jake, that sounds uncomfortable. It is. Getting older is like that, but you don't have to be uncomfortable, babe. Especially not with Pacific Sensi CBD flower. Look, we all know we love cannabis here, but sometimes I get too high, okay? We've all been there. You take an edible, you're freaking out, okay? Absolutely. Who's Who hasn't been there? But just start smoking a little bit of that, and within minutes, I'm already starting to feel calmer. You don't want to be paranoid, especially after listening to a spooky podcast. You just want relief. That's where CBD comes in. Pacific Sensi Flower is completely seedless, grown by a small team of experienced professionals in the Applegate Valley. That's in Oregon, so it's not imported with poor quality like most CBD brands. That's absolutely right. And that small team, they focus on quality over quantity. And then when they trim it, they give each individual bud like a little kiss on the forehead. Probably not that last part, but the care Pacific Sensi puts in really does show. And we know we have some listeners that don't live in a state where it's illegal yet to just go and buy weed. Since CBD is federally legal, Pacific Sensi can be discreetly delivered to your door. Then you can light up with us on the next episode. Uh, that's too cool. Head to PacificSensi.com now. That's www.PacificSensi.com. Pacific, S-E-N-S-I. And use promo code HORROR for 10% off. How are you, Jake? I'm doing good. You're doing good? Doing good. While we were recording last week, we looked at a haunted image and a cursed website that's supposed to haunt your computer and eventually your life. Have you had anything else spooky happen since we were recording last week? Nope. I wish that she would haunt my work computers. That would be sick. Yeah. Yeah, tell them what happened last week. Yeah, it was just terrifying. And we kept hearing, like, we just kept hearing shit in the house. And I guess it's weird for me because we like we, we do live in a house now. And it's cold. Shit shifts. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Creaks, groans. Yes. Not, not used to that in, like, a, a fucking one bed, one bath city domicile you right. know where it's just loud as fuck all the time so right. it could be someone breaking into your car yeah that's true it could be a shopping cart bonfire yeah or just people walking by with a shopping cart what are we smoking today jake today we're smoking a blend of cbd hemp from our sponsor over at pacific sensi 
And the other, we're smoking some flower farm field trip. It's good. It's good weed. You rolled a banger fucking joint. That was an excellent banger joint. Banger joint, getting better. And I, I realized I don't have to. I don't have to roll three point five gram joints every fucking time. That's one thing living here has taught me. They don't all have to be three point five, boys. Yeah, someone said that to you, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you rolled like a joint, and I took it to like a little uh, bonfire thing with the boys here in Missouri, and uh, they thought it was a big joint, and I was like. Fuck, man. This is like, this is kind of normal. And I and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, we don't have to do we this. We don't have to get absolutely bombed every time we, we fucking roll a joint. Uh, turns out that's not turns, necessary. Yeah, turns out, damn. Wow. We just need little joints. They, they, I, I mean, at a certain point, I'm just so fucking high. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Just adding to it. I agree. We just got legalized recreational. Recreational. Congrats. First off, if you're in South and North Dakota, I don't know what the fuck you were doing out there. They voted no. They voted no. That's so crazy. Yes. I was born and raised on a Native American reservation. Okay. Sick. And we all fucking smoked weed. It was the greatest thing. And I feel like North and South Dakota has a huge Native American population. Like, do their votes not count? Also, they seem like everybody there would be like freedom people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're all right, right wing people, like against government. And wouldn't it be a great way to phase out alcohol? Because alcoholism in fucking northern Minnesota was like terrible. Was it really? And so I can, I'm only assuming because North and South Dakota are just as shitty. Like, it's got to be pretty bad there. There's nothing to do but right. drink. Right. Or do ground or floor meth. I don't know. And your <laughs> ground meth. Ground meth. <laughs> Dirt meth. Uh, Dirt meth. Uh, somebody told us that people out here, <laughs> that sounds so rude <laughs> of me. Like, it just makes it sound like everybody does it, but somebody told us that. <laughs> Some people, I guess. Some a person told us that persons unknown out here in Missouri <laughs> make meth in the ground. In a hole. In, in a hole. They dig the a hole and they mix up all the stuff and like throw it in there. And then it just <laughs> fucking makes meth. So, I don't know the accuracy of that, but it's wild to me. When does After that, watching Breaking Bad, I'm just like, what, I'm what, what the fuck? When does that what? season come out? I'm so excited to announce you guys that we have our first sponsor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys are listening to fucking sponsored. sponsored. Yeah, we get paid to do this now. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. The listeners and the viewers, the downloaders. We appreciate you guys. We couldn't be here without you. Oh, my God. We're so excited. We're so excited. I almost cried. We were shedding tears. I cried. So, yeah, thank you. No one's paid me to be creative ever. Not once. Well, you're a commissioned so. podcaster now, Jacob. I'm going to buy one of them blue checks everybody's talking about. <laughs> so they blue checked up? No, they got rid of them. Because they got rid of the $8 ones because people were doing so much chaos. So much. The internet is undefeated. All y'all are trolls. Did, okay, but really, it's been like a really awesome journey. Podcasting is fucking rad. Some of the episodes we put out are like embarrassing. We were just learning, you know? We were just babies. We were babies. I didn't know how to do everything. And it's just really exciting to see how far we've come. So thank you guys for listening. Anyways, now that we've all jerked each other off. And talked about our feelings. Do you have anything else? Our feelings. Anything else you want to throw in before um, we get started? Nope. All right. Let's get into it. Jason Witt was a hard worker. He was from Connecticut. He had recently finished graduate school at the University of Texas at Austin. He's from Connecticut. Terrifying. End of story. Goodbye, everybody. Just kidding. I've never been to Connecticut. 
He had a master's of business administration. He landed himself a sweet job at an IT consulting firm making good money. Jason was an overachiever, and all his hard work was starting to pay off. Finally, boy. Finally. We know what that feels like. Oh, yeah. That's a good life. It's 2005, so nothing financially Nothing crazy has happened yet. You're still fucking, you're living, dude. You're You're spending recklessly right now. Absolutely. You could buy a boat. You you (laughs) probably should buy a boat, honestly. You probably did. So things were actually affordable in that time. He traveled every other week for work. He could afford vacations now, and he was no longer living paycheck to paycheck. Hell yeah, boy. Success king. Success. His friend, Brett, described him as always working on improving himself. Hey, we're the same. No, you're not. No. Uh, We're not. Obviously, you're a bad person. He could get Fuck you, buddy. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Sorry. It's too early to tell. It's too too early. early to tell. It's too early to call it on Jason. All right. He could get up. He could put on a nice outfit with, like, actual nice clothes. He could get himself Starbucks every morning if he wanted to. Wow, bro. 2005, man. So what, a, what a time. You do coke off a stripper's butthole. Fuck. He and not worry about dying? Not worry about dying from COVID farts. So every day he would like have a great work day at his fancy consulting firm. Very successful guy and everybody knew it. And he would go back to his nice house where he lived all alone by himself. Well, it's not as bad as it seems. Okay. 2005, man. 2005. Crazy time. Single, mingling. And that's how he was doing for a while. Yeah. He, was, he was like, it's okay. He was like 32. He had some okay. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> that changes the tone a little for you. Yeah, a little bit. Biological clock is ticking. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably start thinking about settling down there, buddy. Maybe. I mean, but no, whatever. You can stay single as long as you want. You follow your heart, Jay. And he had some okay long-term relationships in the past, <laughs> but they seemed to all Sex fit. tourist. No. All right, so he's not a sex tourist. Okay. I have no evidence to support the sex tourist theory at this point in the story. 90 day? Fiance style? No. Fuck. I said long term. But oh, not long distance. <laughs> no, no. Um, Same thing. But they all kind of fizzled out after a while. He never found a woman who he wanted to commit to. In a way, he knew that his solitude was like his choice. I'm choosing to be alone. Yeah, it is a choice, not yours. <laughs> not his. That's so sad when you put it like that. Sorry. <laughs> it's a good point, though. So one day, he decided to choose something different. Summer of 2005. Pick any dating site. Yay! Plenty of fish. Okay. Yo, Poff. We all know we've been on there. It could be plenty of fish. That's the one I thought of, yeah. but that's could the one. ChristianMingle.com. It could have been. Know. It could have okay. been. It's 2005? Yes. Not plenty of fish. No? No. This would be, be he's in Match.com. A, he's in like, that's a good one. That That's what it match. is. Match.com. Yeah. It's definitely Match.com. It's pre-plenty of fish date. Yeah. Yep. Oh, YouTube was a dating site in 2005. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. So probably maybe it's YouTube. Could have been YouTube. That's crazy. It's kind of funny. I feel like everybody wants a relationship well, in the yeah. summer. Honestly, it should be the other way around. Well, you want to be locked down in the winter. If yeah. you're not, nobody's going to bars, you know. Yeah, you want fucking... How are you going to meet someone? How are you going to cuddle up? Yeah, so... It's hot in the summer. You don't want fucking... That's why you just... One, another bed in your body. You guys just want... Another body in your we bed? Don't Sorry. Want a bed in your body. That would be a disaster. That's bad as well. That's like the girl who was eating the mattresses on TLC. Oh, oh, gross. Yeah, yeah. Yummy. My strange addiction. So scrummy. Makes me so (laughs) sick right now. 
Maybe I've turned evil from the computer thing or Fuck, something. I dude, don't know. That, that was evil of me. So gross. Sorry. <laughs> the texture that is so bad. I just it's got disgusting. chills. Okay, so summer of 2005, Jason goes and he makes a profile on plenty of fish or whatever. Mm. Insert here. Adventurous. Okay. Body type? Medium athletic build. Homer Simpson. That's, Homer that's Simpson. what I would put. He uploads his nicest pictures. He types out his likes and his dislikes. He really does his best to reduce himself and his personhood to an easily digestible few photos and paragraphs. He scrolled through endless profiles. He probably saw a lot of photos of overplucked eyebrows. It was in Texas, so he probably saw a lot of pictures of women holding up fish. Or guns. Or, or guns, flags. Or all three. Oh, yes. I would. You would swipe. Yeah, that's Which impressive. You swipe up. You swipe right. Hands. Yeah, swipe right. Nobody really stood out to him, though, until he found Andrea Stanley. Oh. I knew a couple of Andreas. Terrible people. Really? No. You're not feeling good about Andrea? Trouble. Let's just say it. Andrea was 24 years old, and even though she was young, she had accomplished many things. She had two kids, two jobs. She worked. <laughs> You're not that far off. <laughs> she worked as a respiratory technician. A nurse! I fucking knew it! I literally was going to say uh, LPN or nurse. <laughs> So she was a respiratory technician in a... She's a phlebotomist, an x-ray technician. A respiratory yeah. technician in a neonatal intensive care unit in Palestine, Texas. She was a single mother. Who worked two jobs. <laughs> Her daughter, Elaine, was elementary aged. So I think she was like seven, but it, she's a minor, so I don't really... <laughs> she's a minor. She's a minor. <laughs> okay. So that's all yeah, I got yeah. for you. She's a child, babe. She's a child. Andrea was pretty, but what really stood out to Jason was her profile. She was an excellent and charming writer. Jason reached out to Andrea and the two... So she had big titties. That's literally... That's what he saw. Let's be real with ourselves. Okay, he was like, oh, she seems like she got a nice personality. Bazongas. I don't, I don't trust Justin like that. Or Jason. What do you mean you don't trust him like that? I don't trust him like that. He's a fucking... You think he's a fuckboy or what? Yeah, I honestly... Like, his favorite movie, if it was out by then, it wasn't. Definitely wasn't. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, well. Continue. Maybe. Potentially. Jason, he seems like a good guy to me. I feel like he seems fine. I don't know. I don't know. Something's fishy. Something smells smelly. 32 and solo. Something's wrong. Okay, so she was an excellent and charming writer, and maybe she had big bazongas. So Jason (gasps) reached out to Andrea, and the two began to talk. They really hit it off. Andrea could make him laugh like no other broad ever had before. Oh. I understand. Broad. <laughs> Who's the feminist here? Well, it's probably a little weird, but I understand that feeling. I'm very sad for you every day of my life that you had to live without me making laughter in your life for so long. You know, that's really sad. I don't know how you did that. I just like walked straight and looked straight the whole time. I'm just really tall, so I ain't never seen no women like you. <laughs> Amen. So uh, they bantered back and forth, and eventually they opened up to each other. I like feet. Would you be willing to step in some ricotta cheese for me? Would you like to eat some of this couch cushion for me? <laughs> Slice of mattress with your name on it. <laughs> Jason had no kids, and he had never dated anyone with a child before. That was his biggest worry. He was nervous on how to approach the situation of dating a single mother. Do I love it as my own? Exactly. I mean, I get it, because it's a big commitment. It's not I'm, just... Look, if you really fucking love her... Go for it. That's true love. Like yeah. if you can put up with some other fucking asshole's kid. Yeah, and love it. That's how much. To. That's my dedication to you. If you had a kid, I'd be like. Do you love Dill? I'm a single. Mother. I really do love Dill. Yeah. 
It's a big deal if you're dating someone with a kid, you have to like take care of the kid too. It's fair that he's worried about that. But Jason decided he would talk to her about it and he asked her out on their first date. Uh, she's kind of She's got a kid, but she's kind of hot. <laughs> they agreed to meet at a nice restaurant. Jason showed up wearing his best slacks. When Andrea arrived, hearts popped out of Jason's eyes and his jaw physically hit the ground and he loudly yelled, Auga, Auga. And then he composed himself really quick. And he was like, oh my God, you look great. I, I guess in 2005, that was still acceptable. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, feminist. <laughs> then they sat down at a table and they began to chat. Andrea was very vulnerable with Jason. She told him about her... No, girl, come on. You don't like it? She's going to tell... She's going to be like, I... There's something about you. I, I really love you. And he's going to be like, drink at my place? Oh. I mean, sex. You think he's going to try to run game on her? I don't know. He's 32. Maybe he. Maybe this one he's like, ah, this one. His biological clock is ticking, I'm telling you. She told him about her troubled past, how her dad used to beat her. Oh, fuck. All right. Nope. Nope, too much already. It's a lot. <laughs> too much. And so she told him about how her dad used to beat her and how hard she's worked to overcome the trauma. <laughs> I thought you were going to say how hard he used to hit her. <laughs> how hard he used to hit her? How no. often? No. Although she was abused as a child, she told him that nothing could stop her from being the best mother she could be to her little baby daughter. I'll never hit my baby daughter. Never once. She did have a little southern draw. Jason told her he never dated someone with a kid before and he asked about the father. Will I have to beat him up one day? Will we have to fight for your heart? Will I have to meet him in a Walmart parking lot? It's Scott Pilgrim style. You have to defeat all of her exes. All of her exes. <laughs> How involved is the father? Does Where? he look like Chris Evans? Is he hotter than me? That's not actually what he said, but he was like, How involved is he? Like, where is he at? And Andrea looked at him and with tears in her eyes told him that the father was in jail for rape. That's where Elaine came from. And he was like, Oh my God, like, come here. And he comforted her and all that. And they were able That's, to... This is a lot, though. So much. This is a lot. For so first, much. For a first day, this is a lot. So much. I can't imagine, like, being the waiter. Like, you come over... Oh, bread, <laughs> bread sticks. And she's like, I was assaulted. I, I, I quit my bread sticks. Oh, my God. I hope they gave her a good tip, whoever she was. He comforted her, and they were able to continue their first date together. And it actually went really well. No. That's terrible. Like... She's, like, crying at the dinner. Yeah. Woof. He thought, well, I'm that glad, was... I'm glad it got better after that, because that, like, it was a train wreck at the beginning. Yeah. Well, he received it well. He wasn't like, oh, why are you telling me all this? He was like, oh, my God, you're so strong. Like, you're such a survivor. Like, oh, he was so into it. He had such a trauma boner. I mean, I'm catching some red flags. Like, I, like, I could be like, like, you got a kid and everything like that, but now you're just, like, really trauma dumping on me. I'm like, are you? Okay. Right. Well, okay. Like, so are you ready for a relationship? Like, you're good, right? I don't know. I think you should... Maybe that's date number two type stuff, right? Like, date number one is, like, playful. And, uh. Or, like, do you guys hang out or talk outside of dates? Like, maybe that's a, like, oh. late night conversation when you're, like, really bonding. You know, like, maybe that's yeah, not... I don't know. That's just not... To me, that's not first date stuff. Like, well, you're I like, I'm, I'm so happy she, like, told him. Sure, Okay, yeah. 100%. Like, he was going to find out anyways. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, first date stuff is, like... What if he's not interested and you just told someone all that for nothing? Yeah, for nothing. That's such a good point. Man, I don't know. It's terrible. What happened it's horrible. Okay? Yeah. Like, I would not have had that child. No way. That's just me, though. Yeah, she's a brave So lady. she's doing God's work. According to her, she's, she's doing it all. At the end of the night, 
When it was over, Jason thought, wow, what a strong lady. What a survivor. I'm so into this right Hope now. she carries me out of here. Oh, she could. She could carry him out of a fucking burning building. When the night was over, Jason found himself giddy over Andrea. And he was I feel so- bad. I was shit-talking Andrea earlier. Right. Chain. He was super excited when you, to see. When you do that, it makes me feel like I was right. I want you to reserve. I am. I'm changing my mind, but I definitely think she's crazy. I mean, yeah. As you should, as you from. fucking should be, though. I see. Like that would make yeah. any, like you just got beat by your yeah. dad and you got the big R. Right. Like, That's gonna fuck you up that for would, life. Yeah, you're fucked. You're fucking for sure. You got trauma for sure. Like I agree, but I do agree that like I feel like what you're saying is that sharing all of that on a first date to somebody you just met is really kind of a wild thing to do. Oh yeah, like not not the it's it's like. I know, like, I'm not going to tell you my trauma on the, on the first, first date. date. At a restaurant at a- where there's people. Like, I agree. I yeah. agree. That's just, like, that's a certain type of behavior that is just, like, strange. But go off, queen. Yeah. didn't change the way he felt about her. He was still excited to see her again. The two continued to date through the rest of 2005. They laughed a lot when they were together, and they really enjoyed each other's company. Nice. Good for yeah. them. They and- held hands and fed ducks. Can we go do that? In February of 2006, Jason came home to find Andrea crying in bed. She looked like she was oh, afraid. Shit. She said, I have something to say. I'm oh, pregnant. Phew. I'm pregnant. Good job. Pregnant as fuck. Cool. That's what happens. When you say they were hanging out, I, was, I didn't know you meant in the biblical sense. They were hanging out in the biblical sense. I was thinking like, oh, they're feeding ducks. They're at the park and eating ice cream. Maybe at to first. to the local pool. Maybe at first. Jason was excited and he told her not to worry. The next morning, while they were eating breakfast, Andrea made an offhand comment about them getting married now. Jason kind of ignored it, thinking she was talking about, like, way down the line well, or whatever. She said that to him? Yeah. Red flag. How long have they been dating? One year, right? They started dating in summer of 2005, and it is now February 2006. All right, you know, some people do it in 90 goddamn days. He is 90-day fiancé. Yeah. You were right. He's 120-day fiancé. 120-day bae. She's got him tonight, I'm, boys. I'm on, baby. Zangers. Zangers. In his head, he was thinking... Ah, <laughs> good one. Good one. Why'd you fucking say that? Yeah, well, he was like, maybe she means, like, way down the line, right? Like, you say, oh, well, I'm going to marry you one day. That's nah, it. bro. She's dropping hands. Okay, so then later that day at dinner, she said it again. Actually, like, over the next week, she started to just straight up insist to his face... That they get married as soon as possible. I fucking... I shoot that shit down. Yeah. He was like, listen, babe, we're having an entire ass baby. Why don't we just take things... Oh, fuck. I forgot she was pregnant. She's yeah. pregnant, too. So he's like, why don't we just that, take... That makes more sense. All right. Not so much of a red flag because, I mean, obviously, you want to... That's like a... Yeah. You like want to have the thing. You wanna same last name as the baby. Yeah, as the baby. Yeah. I totally get that. Jack on wedding. There's a term oh, for it. Yeah. He, well, that is what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, they got a whole fucking name for this Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. He was like, well, why don't we just take things one day at a time? Like, we can get married down the road. We didn't even know if you're going to have this baby. But Andrea didn't <laughs> want to wait, okay? She didn't want to get married while she was showing, like you said. Yes. <laughs> That's the fucking excuse they use, boys. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> it don't matter. Why don't you okay? just wear a fat suit, and then you will blend in the baby yeah. with the rest no, of your tell body. No, tell him we'll wait till after. Yes. He was like, why don't we just get married like later in life, and we can just have focus on the baby Look, Why right do we have to bring the government in? Yeah. 
Just let's just have this baby. Why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? Why buy the cow when she's about to give birth to a calf, mm. and you haven't known her for that long? No. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Andrea, pullout game's not as strong as you think, buddy. Please don't use pullout as birth control. Andrea didn't want to wait, so she gave him an ultimatum. Oh, <laughs> the black hole of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Well. She said, either we get married right now or we do not ever get married and we're done. Peace. And he agreed that he would propose soon. You're building that shit on a shaky foundation. Yeah, you're doing that because she told you. That's rough. That she'll leave you if you don't. Yeah. A few weeks go by and Andrea seemed reassured and confident in their relationship again. <laughs> She's like, I win. I'm doing Got him. One day, Jason got home and found Andrea in a puddle on the ground. She was on the floor, sobbing, completely devastated. Through tears, she told him that she lost the baby. So, we don't have to get married now, right? (laughs) (laughs) First thing. First thing in his mind. Well, actually, it wasn't. Oh, okay. He good, was, he's a good guy. He's a good man. Good guy. That's what I was trying to... I, was, I didn't want to spoil anything for you. All right. I feel bad. I feel bad now. Jason didn't waver one bit. He stayed by her side. He took care of her. One day, he leaves the house, and he comes back with a beautiful package. It's like, get well soon themed. And Andrea's face brightened up right away. She unpacked it, and as she pulled the shit out, she was... I shouldn't call it shit. As she pulled the stuff out, she was super blown away with the thoughtful things he went and got for her. There's a baby in here. Oh, my God. I kidnapped an infant. Look, I kidnapped. Have this, yeah. I took your work badge. No. Um, And as she pulled the last item out, under it was a small black box. She was like, what is this, babe? And she opened it, and diamond ring. He asked her, will you marry me? And she said, fuck yeah, I will. Ooh. The right time. That's really the right time. Wouldn't pretty much anyone say yes because you're just like so sad and yeah, you feel so that, bad about yourself. Not the right time. Like give it a couple, give it a little bit. And I mean, then you'd take her out when she's not fucking crying. And like from this gift. in pain, physical pain. I imagine if she needs a care package, uh, she's crying. well, you know, that'd be like me getting you a kitten the day after we put Tony down. Oh my god. That is bad timing. Devastating. So they set their wedding date for two months out. <laughs> that <laughs> is so quick. Anymore. It is really fast. Ugh. When you're not. I don't know. I we, we haven't made these decisions yet. So I'm thinking like, oh, I'll ask you to marry me one day and then it'll be the next year. Yeah. Or yeah. like, because you want time to plan it. But you and we'll literally, I, the people we are, we'll just be like the night before, we'll be like, all right, fuck. Ah, we forgot. We to forgot. We gotta, all right, uh, yeah, call, call everybody right now. Tell them it's fucking dress, dressy casual. <laughs> okay, so she was, yes. She was like, yes, we're going to get married in two months. I love this for us. She was so happy at first. But sometimes it was like a switch flipped in Andrea's head. She would take a comment, Uh-oh. Jason. Mm-hmm. Mental illness. She would take a comment, Jason said, offhand at dinner, and put it in her internal pressure cooker, and then explode at him through text the next day. <laughs> All right. She would send some not healthy. Mm-mm. She would send him some downright abusive messages. Oh, she's the abuser. She- wow, man, I'm a I'm a bad person for assuming. And he was the abuser. She would send him nasty, nasty texts. She would tell him he was trash, he was horrible, and that she was going to leave him at you the altar. Yeah, a fucking micro-wiener. She probably did call him that. Probably got pregnant from the jizz on the toilet seat. 
Who jizzes on a toilet seat, Who though? Who fucking jizzes on a toilet seat? I would berate him for that as well. That's disgusting. Come on, guys. Get it together. Okay, then they would both get home, and he would be, like, all tense and all nervous, and she would be fine. Like, it never even happened. Oh, he's walking on eggshells. Andrea kept having various episodes like that. She would randomly get set off and berate Jason, and he would get whipped. She bipolar? And she would get, uh, he would get whiplash from how fast she would be fine again. He confided in his friend Brett, and Brett said in an interview that he was just Break up with her. <laughs> I wish. To get rid of her, man. Brett said in an interview that he was just looking forward to the wedding and hoping that they both showed up. Open bar. Uh, hopefully we get that far. Rented my tux and paid the Yeah, already <laughs> rented my shit. About you know how much, it, how much more it is to get a rush on a two-month job? Yeah. Money. Money. Yeah. <laughs> The good must have outweighed the bad somehow for them because they both showed up for the wedding and it was a beautiful ceremony. Love is blind. Love is fucking bonkers. I do not. <laughs> I do not. I, I do not. How do you divorce someone else for them? Yeah. If you thought their dating life was a thrill ride, their marriage life would be considered a roller coaster for sure. Jason. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I love roller coasters. Not this one. Jason had seen the depths of Andrea's mood swings, but it was it was a Titanic situation, okay? Like, that was only the tip of the iceberg. One moment, she would take something he said out of context and start throwing things and screaming. As they be doing, am I right, brothers? <laughs> Women be shopping. <laughs> Women be shopping. <laughs> and the next moment, she'd be like, babe, come cuddle me. Bitch, you're crazy. It was Jacqueline and Heidi, so to speak. Okay, it was very nice. You like that? That's just, good. Did you write that down? No, I wrote it's Jekyll and Hyde, but I just thought of that. Oh <laughs> damn! Bazinga! Bazinga! Jason continued to fight for his marriage, and he stuck it out through the rest. But of I love you. I mean, I fucking I took your kid to baseball. In January of 2007, Andrea sent Jason another barrage of abusive and berating texts, which he did not respond to. When he got home from work, she would drive a truck because you got a small dick. Yeah, definitely shit like that. When he got home from work, she was like in a storm of rage. She was throwing. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Do we know what's causing it? He's probably saying something, right? Yeah, it's his he's, fault. He's concerned. <laughs> he's like, what's going on? She's throwing things. She's cursing. She's raging at him, and she's like, "Why the fuck did you not answer my texts?" <sighs> he was like, "Level with me, Andrea. Like, what is wrong? Why are we always fighting?" Yeah. And she started to cry and she told uh, him mm-hmm. and she told him he was, that she was very depressed. She said she was suicidal and she revealed to him that the anniversary of her rape was approaching. Okay, well now why not just fucking say that? Right. You don't have to take it on me, yeah. baby. Just say We're that team, and we'll dude. fucking figure it out. I'm on team Angie. We'll I'm go, on team we'll Angie. Go to fucking six flags on that day or something. We'll go know. to six flags. Yeah. You wanna smash something? Like a Rage jar? Nice. Yeah. You want to throw an axe? Whatever you want, dude. Like Bring tissues and baseball bat. Yeah. We're a team. Like, mm-hmm. why are you mad? Mm-hmm. And cupcakes. And cupcakes. And he was like, oh, mm, no, she's probably under a lot of stress, right? Because she, like, did lose a baby recently. And she works. And she has a very important job. Two jobs. <laughs> She's, she's an x-ray technician. Respiratory technician at a neonatal <laughs> care unit. That's premature babies. Like that oh, is. that's premature babies? Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. So I, thought, probably, I thought that was like old people. No, it's probably a stressful job, for mm. real. And um, Definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that either. No way. And so, like, even though she was going through, like, all this loss, she still had to put on a brave face every day for Elaine and her job. 
Plus, this reminder of something terrible was coming up. So he understood why she was kind of Doesn't acting. make it okay. No. And I'm no. sure the daughter is still seeing her fucking fly right. off the rails. Right. And that is damaging. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. I yeah. remember seeing some shit like that when I was a kid. And like you're like, oh, this person you is never not forget safe. never forget it. Yeah, no. Okay. He's like, all right. So I see why she's freaking out. I see why she's lashing out. And he felt sorry for her. And he continued to be a source of stability and comfort. A few days later, they found out Andrea was pregnant again. Ooh. Bro, come on. Dude, what are you all doing? After they fight, it's just great sex. Probably, that's true. A few uh. days later, they found out she was pregnant again. They went to the doctor, like, extra, I guess, to get continued testing to make sure that this fetus would grow into a baby. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he was a healthy little guy. She gave birth to their son. We'll just name him Noah because he's, like, I don't actually know. Um, but we're going to call him Noah. For protection, we don't name children. Yeah. And she gave birth to him in November of 2007. Jason said that the first time he held his son, he was so happy that all he could do was cry. They were a sweet little family together. Andrea started a blog where she talked about motherhood. She wrote about her day-to-day life. She was a great writer, so these blogs were funny, and she had a real sense of humor about herself. Kind of doesn't really add up with what we know about her so far. <laughs> but whatever, online she did. She had no problem talking about her mistakes alongside her joys. And the blog gained a regular following. All right. Let's take a break and talk about our sponsor. That's a great idea. All this ghost talk is giving me anxiety. You know what could help with that? Hmm. Pacific Sensi CBD and CBG flower. Oh, my God. I love Pacific Sensi. I like that they're based here in the United States. Hand-grown, hand-trimmed, premium hemp flower. It looks like weed and it smells like weed, but it doesn't get you high. So it's fucking perfect for when you just need to relax. And the best part is all the options that they have available. I agree. I think the pre-rolls are probably my favorite just because I'm lazy and these are already rolled up and ready to go. And the flower is so frosty. It's so beautiful. And because the growers are so good at what they do, it's completely seedless. Sounds like Pacific Sensi could teach other growers a thing or two. They really could. Pacific Sensi focuses on producing the best product, not the most. And that's what makes them the best CBD brand out there. Just picture it. Their farm out in the beautiful Applegate Valley of Oregon, all sunny, all gorgeous. That sounds so nice and calm and relaxing. Are you sure this is the horror comedy podcast? Very funny. CBD is federally legal and Pacific Sensi uses discreet shipping. So stop what you're doing and go to PacificSensi.com to get your relief today. Go to www.PacificSensi.com. That's www.PacificSensi.com. Use promo code HORROR, H-O-R-R-O-R, to get 10% off. And we're back. And we're back. May 2nd, 2008. Jason was watching TV when he heard a loud crashing sound, followed by Andrea yelling and Elaine crying. Oh, fuck. Not good, bro. Not good. So he runs over there and he hears the baby start crying, too. And he gets in the kitchen and he sees Andrea holding Noah. She's screaming at Elaine, who was cowering in the corner. There was broken glass all over the floor. She was yelling about Elaine being a disrespectful little brat. And then she goes to grab another glass out of the cabinet. She's doing it to her now? She's throwing the glasses at the kid. All over, there's glass all over the kitchen. Jason's like, put the fucking glass down and give me our baby. Yeah. And Secure the package. And she throws the glass at him, smashes it all over the kitchen. Yo, beat her ass, bro. No, she's kidding. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like screaming at them both. She's throwing glasses. She's smashing. She's trashing. Chaos. The, trashing the kitchen. She's feral. It's chaotic. Absolutely. So Jason goes and he calls With her. With a Newport in her mouth. And a baby in her and arm. a baby in her arm. What the fuck? And her hair up in a bun. 
So Jason went and called 911. While he was on the phone, Andrea packed up both the kids in her car and drove away. By the time police arrived, she was gone. They found her car a few miles away in the next county. She didn't seem angry. She actually seemed completely fine. Elaine was silent in the back seat, staring straight ahead. Yeah, traumatized. Noah was safely strapped into his seat. She was like, what are you talking about? My husband called the cops on me. I'm taking the kids to dinner. Why would he say that? And the cops were like, oh my God, my bad. Like, that's nuts. We're going to leave. And they left her alone. Fuck. Cops. Useless, am I right? She played them like a game of tic-tac-toe. I can't believe that. It made Jason look like the crazy one in the situation. He started to kind of feel like the crazy one, too. When Jason would tell him that she hurt his feelings, she would t- she would be like, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. When he confronted her about the violent and unpredictable things she did, she would tell him, that's not what happened. She's a gaslighter. She's gaslighting him. Gaslighting him. Wow. And he was starting to question his reality. And at that point, he was also starting to question Andrea. If she was capable of lying to him about like what she said or what she did right to his face, what else was she lying about? He started to wonder if she was lying about Elaine's dad. <gasps> Bro, you can't go there. In December of 2000- 2000... That's, that's the nuclear bomb. That's... That's a day once a world ending. Heavy. That's heavy shit. December of 2008, the recession had been a real bitch this year, and tensions were high in the Witt household. The couple got into an argument, and Andrea ran out on Jason and went to her parents' house. Jason was... Good riddance. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. (laughs) (laughs) Jason felt honestly so tired of this. It was like a cycle. It was literally a cycle. He was so tired of it. It was literally a cycle. It was a psycho cycle. Soco. He knew that Andrea needed to get help. Soco. He knew that Andrea needed to get help if they were going to save their marriage. She treated him so shitty. And despite all the abuse, instead of being angry, he just felt concerned for her. So he called her mother, Tina. And he's like, listen. Tina. Tina, I love your daughter. But sometimes... But she's fucking crazy. She throws cups at children. Like, I need to get her help. I'm so worried about her. And everything just keeps getting worse. I'm not trying to overstep or anything, but I'm just concerned. Like, has Andrea... Had she ever got any help after she was raped when she was a teenager? Tina was like, what are you talking about? What rape? There was no rape. They were sweethearts. They got married when they were teenagers. You need to talk oh. to Andrew about <clears throat> What? This what? This is juicier than love is blind. I just got the chills on my head. She's Tina's like, you need to talk to Andrew about that. I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, so they were married? They had like a, they dated? They had like a relationship? She murdered him. And... <laughs> Guaranteed that motherfucker's dead. And Tina was like, yeah, they were like together. And Jason was like, well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to pry, but I have one more question. Like, did her dad beat her when she was a kid? And Tina was like, no, never, never, ever laid a finger on her. He was not the best dad ever, but he never laid a finger on her. He never even spanked her. Like, never. A trifling asshole. She's just a fucking liar. Jason was like fuck dude and his heart sank and he realized that andrea lied about being raped andrea lied about elaine's father and she lied about her own father like what else is she lying about 
Andrea came home later that night and Jason confronted her. She was beat the shit out of her. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you could maybe do a, like a slap at that point, right? Is no. Okay. No, nothing. No physical violence. Bad, 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 bad. All right. Andrea came home later that night and Jason confronted her. She was like, no, I can explain. I was raped by the son of this rich guy in my town and my parents pressured me into marrying him. So, but, Okay, so at first she said a violent crime happened. Now, all of a sudden, there's an entire marriage and a whole dating relationship that she never mentioned. And a rich guy who paid her off, like... Fishy. It was definitely... I believe that something happened to her that was very, very bad. Something is afoot, Robin. Something is afoot, and it's fungusy. Okay, but I believe that something horrible happened to Andrea. And Jason felt like something definitely bad happened to her before, but everything she told him was a lie. And you know what? That would be enough for most people to just be like, I'm done. Divorce. But not Jason. God he, damn it, Jason. Most people would quit. They'd be like, I'm done. I'm getting a divorce. Goodbye. But Jason. Oh, goodbye. Not Jason. He suggested they start marriage counseling and Andrea agreed. Jason's sister, Kelly, was like, she is never going to change. You need to go. You need to be done. Get her some fucking pills or something. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Tranquilizer that's, darts. Yeah, that's not the answer. <laughs> but Jason was a hardworking man, like I said earlier, so he did not leave his wife, even in this awful time. They attended counseling regularly at first, and their relationship went back to the fun partnership it once was. They started smashing on the rails. It's always like that. It's like... A cycle. Yeah. A fight. They oh, they're good. Oh, they're happy. A fight. Oh, they're good. And if, oh, they're happy. If somebody like that thinks they're about to lose you, they're going to love bomb you. They're going to be yes, like, look how yes, great I yes, am. Remember? Thank you. And that's going to bring Preach. you back. And then as soon, Preach, as, girl. as soon as you're recommitted, they're going to fucking start treating you like shit again. And then it's always, it's always worse than the last one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So they started smashing on the regs again, and Andrea got pregnant. Jason was actually happy at the news. My guy, come on. Fuck, bro. So he's in it again. Like we were just saying with birth that control. cycle. Birth control. Please, somebody wear a condom. Things got bad again, though. Um, Andrea, eventually, she stopped showing up to counseling. With the added tension of pregnancy and all the hormones that go along with it, there was never a peaceful moment in Hewer, that house. moments. Things were violent. There was constant fighting. Andrea had grown to new levels of violence and abuse, and the cops were called to their house regularly by concerned neighbors. They always heard smashing, yelling, things breaking, and Andrea screaming. And Elaine and Noah saw it all. Yep, of course. The day had come when Jason felt like he was doing more harm than good by staying. He had to do what was best for him, Elaine, Noah, and his unborn child. He decided he had to leave. September 4th, 2009, after three years of marriage, Jason Witt filed for divorce. It was a really shitty situation and a super tough call. He did not want to leave her pregnant and alone. He knew that wasn't right, but he also couldn't continue to take abuse every day and make the kids watch it. I mean, fair. I think that's right. It's the right choice. Yeah, get him some help. It's not too late. It's not too late for y'all to have a happy life. Andrea gave birth in the fall of 2009, and then she moved her, Elaine, and the two boys from Austin to Elkhart, Texas, which was closer to where her parents lived. The tones of Andrea's blog post took a dramatic shift. Ooh. Although Jason was rarely mentioned in the past, except for occasionally praising him, all of a sudden, all of her blogs were about how he emotionally and physically abused her and Elaine. Of course, she's building evidence. She started to post pictures on Facebook of bruises. Building evidence. (laughs) Detective Jake. Thank you. On the case. And she said that Jason gave her these bruises. 
She blogged about how he hit her and how he went on cocaine binges and how he would disappear for days or I'd weeks. I'd have to go on a cocaine binge just to deal with your fucking bitch ass. Yeah, I need more energy for this shit. Yeah, fuck. And she also said that he was cruel to her during her pregnancies. Mm. And then, If he was, that's fucked up, but... And we have all, no... All, all fingers point to crazy. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that, like... Yeah, doubt it. Andrea started to call Child Protective Services on Jason and file reports that he was physically and verbally abusing their children. CPS has a really strict set of protocols, or they're supposed to, and they're following it, I guess, in this case. So every time she made an accusation, investigation would be started either that day or the next day. For my boys that are going through stuff like this, stay strong. Okay, Please. Stay strong. Document her ass. And we believe you, Just dude. make some shit up. And we fucking believe you. Yeah. So she filed six allegations against him. And she also filed two police reports. One accusing him of burglarizing her home. And another one accusing him of planting recording devices in her home. So the, uh, Okay, the cops on that one were just like, ah, this bitch is crazy. She didn't take her meds. And the crazy thing is she's not mentally ill. She's never been diagnosed with anything. I mean, well... Has she ever been to a fucking doctor about yeah, it? That's yeah, that's true. So it's actually hard to get a diagnosis, I guess. It was easy for me because I was so crazy. <laughs> I wish I was lying. <laughs> um, so she started to call CPS and all kinds of investigations started. The police started investigating Jason. She made every type of allegation against him that she could. At this Please, point... Please, cops, do your job. Please, God. At this point, Jason decided that they would only speak in written communication. He confronted her Good about man. yes, smart. smart. He confronted her about the lies she was telling. Over email, she apologized for spreading lies about him and admitted it was wrong. Bitch, you can send me an email. As per my last, I hate you. I hate you, <laughs> you bitch. You make me vomit. These court <laughs> these court cases spanned from September two thousand and nine to January of two thousand and twelve. Three years of hell for Jason, right? And he was getting denied visitation to his children. Seeing his kids was never guaranteed. He was put through the frickin' wire. The frickin' wire. And he was questioned to hell and back by CPS and cops. And he was, like, extremely nervous during every single time that it happened. But he was able to present photographs as well as a shitload of witness testimony to prove his innocence against every single thing that Menaces! she... Menaces! Show up! Against every single thing that she accused him of. Every case against him was closed. And he was ordered... Menaces! Menaces! Patriarchy! And he was ordered visitation. But, bitch. Bitch. But Andrea had her talons dug deep into the tender flesh of the children, and she would not let go so easily. Nice. Thanksgiving of 2011, Andrea and Jason met in Austin for their agreed... At, at Walmart. Walmart parking lot. Walmart parking lot. For their agreed custody handoff. Some Someone's getting a Happy Meal. Hey! <laughs> someone's getting a Happy Meal. If you play it right, you can get a Happy Meal from your mom when you get and there. And your dad when you're leaving. Meal. They'd be like, did you eat? I'd be like, no. I literally think I did that once. I did that. Oh, I mean, Taco Bell is right there. <laughs> I would do that now. Yeah. <laughs> I would do that right now. There. That sounds great. So she was, okay, the plan was that Jason would have the kids. He would spend time with them and hang out with them. Take over them rollerblading. Take them rollerblading. They were going to hang out through Thanksgiving and over the break. But when she showed up to the drop-off, she got out of the car without the kids and asked Jason if she could come pick them up a day earlier than they agreed on. No. That's what he said. Yeah, he was like, no way. I need to spend time with my kids. Like, fuck that. She didn't argue. She didn't yell. She just turned around, got back in the car, and drove away. 
That's crazy. Isn't it? A month later, she again refused to let him see their sons, and Jason let the court know. January 4th, 2012, the two had their day in custody court. Judge John McMaster found Andrea in contempt of court and ruled she must immediately hand the boys over to Boy. Jason. Boy! Wow, menaces. Yeah, menaces. It's a, a menaces, W for the men. Menaces. So Judge John McMaster told them, you guys, we're, I'm going to tell you to get out of here, and I want you to meet in the lobby. You can go get their shit from the car. Like Walmart. No, here. Oh, like, shit. Literally, right now. Go get their shit from the car and give their shit and the kids to him, and he will go. And um, so Jason's like, fuck yeah, I get to see my kids. And he walks out. He's waiting all excited to see his kids. She gone. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. He goes out. There's no fucking bailiff. Where the fuck is the bailiff? She left. Went to the parking lot. Her car was gone. She took the kids back to East Texas. So did, did he go tell the judge? He did, yeah. January 9th, 2012, Andrea filed another false allegation that Jason had molested their son, Noah, the older one. It was just like an outright lie designed just to hurt him as much as possible. Court was back in session two days later, and Judge McMaster told them that he would soon be making the final call on who got custody of the two kids. And he also told them that he would be deciding if Andrea should be sent to jail for contempt of court. Fuck yeah, boy, win. Bitch. Come on, Judge Joe Brown. Judge Joe Brown. The next court date was set for... February 13th, 2012. She ain't even going to show up. Things did not go the way Andrea planned them to go. There were consequences for her actions. and they yeah, were As there should be. And Thank they, you, Justin. Where's the scary shit? And okay. they were approaching rapidly. Andrea was losing control of Jason and their children. And all of the abusive messages that she would send had quickly stopped. Huh, yeah, because her lawyer was like, yo. You will go to jail, bitch. (laughs) You will literally go to jail. It was quiet for Jason for once. He got to see his sons. He got to feel a sense of peace for the first time in a long time. February 5th, 2012, it was Super Bowl weekend. And it was Andrea's weekend with the boys. And since Jason wasn't trash, he did comply with the court order and dropped them off. Which is a five-hour drive, by the way. He missed the kids when they were gone, but luckily he could just watch the Super Bowl and drink with his buddies and be distracted and the time would fly by and they would be back before he even knew it. So that's what he did. He went to the bar. He watched sports with his buddies. He had a great time. He got drunk. He had lots of beers. And then he drove himself home, which is an L. Ooh. But he made it home safe. He didn't get pulled over. Didn't get pulled over? Wow. A W. No. Don't drive gang. Jason. No, don't do that. That is terrible. So he parked the car. He unlocked the door. He slammed it behind him and he stumbled inside. He went to his bedroom, he turned off the bedside lamp, and he crawled into bed, and he fell asleep pretty quick, because that's how it be when you're mm-hmm. drunk sometimes. And then he gets a work call at 2.39 a.m. He grabs his phone off the nightstand, and he took the call without getting up. It was from India, because it's like an international, whatever. And it, yeah. So different time zone, they're not just being dickheads. And he dealt with the call, it only took like two minutes, and then he set the phone down, and he tossed and turned for a little bit. He didn't, he just like put the phone on him, you know, like on his bed or whatever, how you'd be doing when you're sleepy. And he tossed for a little bit, he turned for a little bit, he tried to fall back asleep until he heard it. Some kind of rustling on the side of the house. He was like, oh, yeah, the neighbor's cat's always out there doing shitty shit. So he chalked it up to Chowder, the neighbor cat, and he ignored it. He was comfy, he was safe in his own home, he was relaxed in his bed, and he was prepared to go back to sleep. She murders him. But before he could, he heard the sound of footsteps in his room, and he was startled awake. Was that? But before he could even finish the thought, he was struck in the head with something heavy. Oh, fuck. He experienced immediate sharp pain on the back of his head. 
It was dark and he was disoriented, but he opened his... Oh, come on. Where's the gun? But he opened his eyes and saw a small silhouette. He got up right away, knocking his phone on the ground, and he struggled to see through the blood pouring from everywhere. As his eyes adjusted to the darkness, he saw something shiny in the person's hand. It was a gun. Oh, fuck. He realized, oh my god, it's a fucking gun. Like, this is... This is... I'm under attack. And fight or flight set in. But here's the thing about Jason. I don't know if you know this. He is a flightless bird. <laughs> so he's a fighter. He's a fighter. All right, my guy. Pulls out his gun. <laughs> the person lunged at him, and he flailed the person off. Why did he lunge? You dumb fuck. You got a gun. Shoot the gun. I'm lunging at you. He was able to flick on his bedside lamp really quick, and there was fucking Andrea. Of course. She was wearing all black. She had her hair up, and she had a 22 Magnum revolver. She pointed the gun at him. His shirt began to feel warm, sticky, and wet from the blood. Adrenaline made his ears buzz, and it felt like time had slowed down. She goes to grab his phone, and she aims the gun right at his face. She can fucking, he could see in that shit. She's like, don't even fucking try it. Don't move. Don't do anything. I need you to lay on your stomach now, or I'm going to shoot you in your fucking face. And she's staring him down with this look in her eyes that he had only seen flashes of before. And he laid down on the bed. And Andrea zip-tied his hands together behind his back. Nope. Nope. He started to struggle and try to get out of the zip-ties, and she hit him. She started to beat him again with the wooden... It was a wooden police baton. That's what she had. She said, give me your email password. She told him that she was going to email Jason's lawyer and tell him that he was just dropping out of the custody battle. Good one. (laughs) Good one. Is that one you can just drop in an email? Is that even realistic? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm signing over I would, I would have done, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll give it to you, but you have to let me go. You have to let me go. Like, no, you have to let me go now. And, and I'll type it in. I'm going to write it down on this piece of paper and leave it at the edge of the driveway. And, and you take, take it off. and you go. Yeah. No, I'm going to take off. Yeah. And that paper will be there. And you can do whatever you want. And the paper says, fuck you. Fuck you. Well, he did start thinking of, like, I need to get out of this. What do I do? And he saw a chance to escape here. He was like, well, if I go along with her, if I make her feel like I'm not going to resist, I'll probably have a chance to get out of here. So he decided he could appease her. There's actually like a third response, like fight, flight, or fawn. And that's kind of what he started to do. It kind of had fun. Fawn. Oh, I was fawn. like, fun? No, yeah. not fun. <laughs> fawn is when you kind of go with it because you're just not trying to, you know, get gotcha. beat with a wooden baton more yeah. or whatever. So that's what he did. He gave her his password. He told her she could have whatever he wanted to just let him know. And she grabbed him by the lower back and his hair, and she started to roll him in the sheets and the comforter. Then she walked out of the room. He was completely smothered from head to toe. Fucking burrito. Yes. He was, like, overheating. He was sticky from the blood, and his hands were... Roll out of it, my guy. Well, that's what he's trying to do. And he was like, okay, well, I think she's gone, because she walked out of the room, and you didn't hear her for a second. But then she comes back. And if you think that things were bad... Jason hears the most terrifying sound you could hear in this position. A saran wrap sound. Uh, He had an industrial-sized shrink wrap. We have an industrial-sized shrink wrap. So, you know, like one like those. We're getting rid of it. No, I don't. I'm not. No, anti- considered gone. No murder pact. It was the sound of industrial shrink wrap being ripped off the roll furiously. Bro, it would not have gotten this far. You would have had to shoot me. I would never, but I agree. Yeah, I would never be in a. I'd be lunging at the gun. Like, honestly, you're going to kill me like a wild animal. I'm going down fighting, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm not. I will shove my thumbs through your eyeballs. Not my eyeballs. Not yours. (laughs) Not yours. 
But honestly, you you may shoot me a bunch of times, but my fingers Your are adrenaline. definitely they're going, going in they're there. They're going in there. They're going in there. Yeah. Honestly, do you know how far you know how close the kill radius is? I think it's like seven feet. So if you're within seven feet, just your body motion yeah. will get you there. Really? Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. I agree. Yeah, I, I would rather get shot than suffocated, so I'd be fighting like a dog. Gloves are fucking off, bruh. Equal rights, equal fight. <laughs> equal rights, equal fight. Stand so straight. she, like, runs up to his head, and she starts saran wrapping his face all the way around his head. And he start, he's yelling. He's like, you're never going to get away with this. And she responds in this voice. He said it was sing-song, like a sweet sing-song. Oh, sing so he song. survived, obviously. And she said, I'm not going to kill you, Jason. I promise. I love you. And he was like, think about our fucking kids. But she had already all around the whole face. And he started to suffocate. Dustin made the most scariest sounds possible, like guttural, awful, animalistic sounds. He was starting to run out of air. He felt light and the pain he was in started to fade. Oh, that's nice. He was close to death. But then he thought about his sons and a wave of adrenaline hit his body. Not today. He would not be dying today. My guy. He ripped open the zip ties and he jumped off the bed. And he claws the fucking shrink wrap off his face so that he's like gasping for air. And fucking spits acid out of his fingertips. And murders her with his eyes so. and his laser Keep beams. Going. Get a, give me the juice. Andrea stared at him like a big fucking dummy for a second. I'm but, so hot for you. It's kind of hot. Um, before she started to return to her banshee self and beat him with the baton. Then Jason saw the gleam of the revolver in her other hand and he realized it was life or death. Yes, my guy. You should, <laughs> it was life or death when you first saw it. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that because he clearly knew this the whole time. But as she raised the gun to his face, he went to grab it from her and a bright flash blinded him for a second. Fuck. He heard a loud pop and his ears started to ring. But like I said, he was not going to die today. He had already decided Good, my that. guy. He was in juggernaut mode. Hell yeah. Seven feet, boy. <laughs> Seven feet kill range. His ear felt numb, but it was nothing compared to the pain he felt earlier. Oh, his ear? He's good. Yeah, he was like, oh, I bet maybe I got grazed or whatever, you yeah. know? So he overpowers Angela, takes the gun from her. He grabs it like a potato masher and bashes yes. the top of her head with the butt yes. of the gun. Yes. He smacks her in the head so hard that he bends the handle. They oh, were, shit. Right? Her skull's fucked then. Right? And the blood puddle, they're fighting in this puddle of blood, and it just keeps getting bigger. It just keeps spreading. She was bleeding now, too, from her head, and she was starting to, like, stagger from her injuries. And he saw this off opportunity to knock her ass the fuck out of the room. Yeah, gank that bitch. And has, he's starting to slam the door, and quicker than he can even shut it, Andrea shoves a broom that was in the hall into the doorway so that he couldn't shut it. And he just starts slamming the door so hard, he breaks the broomstick and any finger that she might have been dumb enough to stick in the way. Dumb fuck. And then he was able to shut and lock the door. At first, he was like, oh, I'm about to crawl out this window right now. But then he was like, no, because that crazy bitch is going to be down there. So he grabbed his gun. Did he not have one? I guess he didn't have one. <laughs> what a pussy. He never said anything about a gun. I don't think he had one. That was her parents' gun that she had. So Yeah, where's his gun? I that's the thing. Any. You ain't got a gun in the bedroom? He probably didn't want guns in the house because she's a crazy oh, yeah, ass. That's true. And like it backfired. <clears throat> so... um. Yeah, he locks the door. He's like, oh, I'm not going to climb out the window. Like, let me just grab my phone. And he grabs his phone. He calls them and one. He locks a himself phone. in the bathroom. Yeah, it would have been any any weapon I could find, which could be anything, honestly. Well, he calls number one. It's 3.40 a.m. at this point. In the call, he was panicking. He was terrified. He told him he was locked in his bathroom. He was not leaving. So break down the door. Do whatever you got to do. 
The Austin Police Department showed up and let themselves in through the unlocked front door. It was unlocked the whole time. That's how she got in. Jason was on... Hmm. Drunky. Jason was on the floor of his bathroom, bleeding and in distress. Angela was long gone. Jason was taken to the emergency room. He had been shot point blank in the face. It went like in his cheek, through his lower jaw, and out his ear. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. So he didn't... He missed those jugglers and whatever. Yeah. It makes me... I'm about to get emotional. <laughs> like, that is so fucking amazing. Like... Yeah. And it didn't even live, like... It didn't even <clears throat> leave, like, big scars or anything. Like, no scarring. Like Gross. Makes my stomach sick. To think about that? Yeah. Through his teeth, probably. Probably <sighs> fucked up his uh, Yeah, for sure. Police found Andrea many hours later when she checked herself into the Palestine Regional Medical Center. She told them that she needed treatment because her ex-husband beat her. Tina, her mom, was watching the kids overnight, and that's who drove her in. Andrew was arrested. She was like, no, guys, he beat me for no reason. I had was just minding my business. He just beat me for nothing, okay? But since she was a dumb bitch Wrist marks. and she had filed so many false allegations, she had a large paper trail of making shit up. So May 14th, 2014, Angela went to trial. During the trial, she tried to say that she was the victim. She was the victim of domestic... I'm the victim. I'm the victim. Yeah. She was like, I'm a victim of domestic violence. What do you mean? Deny until you die, girl. Her lawyer literally said, oh, um, he started beating her with the gun for no reason, and then she ran away, and he um, shrink-wrapped himself to make it look... The lawyer said that. Yes. And trashed his house, his own house. Um, to make it look like uh, how do defense attorneys like live you know like how do you live with yourself that's so fucking fucked up but she had uh, so she tried you can pay me and I'll say anything literally better call Saul over there yeah during the trial she tried to say she was a victim of domestic abuse but she had tried to say a lot of different things in the past so there was a large paper trail of her being a liar psychiatrist came and testified that she was actually a pathological liar Andrea had a very clear and present pattern of torturing the men in her life, and there was a lot of ex-boyfriends that came to testify to that. Sick. Fact. The lawyer, the prosecutor's like, we got this. We got this. I'm not Mom, even worried about it. I'm going to need a black book. One of her ex-boyfriends, he said that it was a great relief to get it off his chest. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. There were two days. Speak out, kings. Speak out, kings. Tell the truth. There was two days of testimony. Andrea was charged with aggravated assault with serious bodily injury and a deadly weapon, aggravated kidnapping, and burglary of a habitation, and she was sentenced to, I guess? 12 years. 50 years. Fucking rotten jail. Justice system works! Justice! <laughs> She'll get out on February 9th, 2062. 40 years? You feel okay? Bitch. I feel yeah, right I feel about okay. that. Cool. Eight years of hell ended that day for Jason. Elaine was sent to live with her paternal grandmother, and Jason now raises... Good picture? Elaine? Yeah. No, I don't know. Not her. And Jason raises his two sons on his own. He does not date. He's just happy to be alive. Yeah. No need. No need after that. Are you scared, Jake? No, I, I feel pretty good. Okay. I was, you know, I was long for the ride the whole time. It was good. It was great. Uh, just as well served. Was just Hoorah, good. Judge, refreshing. Judge Joe Brown. Judge Jog McGrog. <laughs> Jog McGrog. McGruff. I took some edibles. Yeah. Um, I just felt like it's been a while since we did a survival story, and Jason Witt is like an awesome fucking yeah, um, awesome example. It was a table turn for sure. Usually, it's you know right. 
Menaces! This is patriarchy! No, just kidding about that last part. But no matter who you are, you do not deserve to be terrorized by your No one does. And we stand with you, and I'll fight that bitch right the fuck now. Just let me know. Point her out. No, no, we're not going to get involved, but we'll empower you so you can get involved. Hmm. Sidebar I found Andrea Stanley's inmate connection profile. It's like a. What? Do you want to read no it? No way. Yes, I did. It's yeah, in, read this shit. Inmateconnection.com. It says, name Andrea Stanley, convicted of aggravated assault. Uh, she says, hello, my name is Andrea, and I'm looking to correspond with someone who's understanding, friendly, and trustworthy. <laughs> kind of got to be understanding. I mean. I'm energetic, down to earth, sincere, and fun loving. I laugh often, and I'm told I have a great sense of humor. I love to read, absorb random facts, and debate life's little mysteries, such as. What did Caesar do for my salad? I just rolled out of my head. God, this is a Facebook profile. I miss Google and retail therapy, but when it comes to choosing between shopping or watching a game, the game wins hands down. ESPN puts... Oh my God, the cats are literally battling. <laughs> ESPN puts me in my happy place. I love football, oh baseball, and basketball. You Shallow butch. fucking vapid bitch. Ugh. I also love nature. The linear symmetry of aspen, sunrise, and sunsets, but not so much the sparkle of dew on razor wire fences. I'm trying really hard to make the best of it all, like Hemingway stated. She does have some spunk. I guess. You know what I mean? Like some pizzazz. Ha, definitely, I choose that over fucking Ringgatan Ridgeway. The world breaks everyone after. Okay, let me just. Uh, enough. She realize, says, realize, realize. <laughs> live, love, love. The world breaks everyone, and afterward, many are strong in broken places. Shut up. What and, the fuck? Enough about me. I'd love to hear from you and learn all about you. I'm looking forward to your letter. But the ad's expired, so we can't write her. What? Her birthday's March 24th. What's her sign? Gemini, but Aries. Such a classic Aries move. <laughs> If it would have been Gemini, you would have said the same fucking thing. Damn right. Total classic Gemini. That's classic Gemini. Classic Gemini. Uh, Libra? Classic Libra. Leo? The only thing, the only way I would have disagreed is if it was my sign. Yeah. (laughs) Before we do our last segment, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Listen. I'll be the first to tell you that after being forced to look at cursed photos all night, I have a hard time getting to sleep. And for that, I apologize. Not getting enough sleep can really change a fella. Pacific Sensi's premium CBD flower can help. CBD promotes feelings of relaxation, but it doesn't make you feel stoned. I've been to so many CBD conventions in my line of work, and I've seen everything. From scammers and amateurs to people who frankly, just don't care about their customers. Pacific Sensi is a first-rate CBD company grown for the people by the people. Because Pacific Sensi's flower is so high quality, you still get the whole experience of getting a big, gorgeous bud, smelling the terpenes, rolling it up. That's right, baby. It looks and it smells just like weed, but with such low THC that you get all of the good things without any of the burnout. Nice. I think one of the biggest difference is that it's all grown in Oregon by a small team of professional ninjas. Just kidding. I mean growers. It's actually greenhouse, so it's shielded from the elements and temperature controlled so they get the best flower every time. CBD is federally legal, so no matter where you are, Go to PacificSensi.com and get the best CBD discreetly delivered to your door. Go to PacificSensi.com. That's www.PacificSensi.com to order now. Use promo code HORROR for 10% off. That's H-O-R-R-O-R. Bye. This is the part of the show where we do something fun to try to bring up the mood. Last week, 
You mentioned Mad Libs, so that's what we're doing this week. We're doing Mad Libs? We're doing a Mad Lib. Did I mention that last week? Uh, you were talking about it in a different context, but you did oh, mention okay. it, and I've been jonesing. Pick a noun. Sixth grade. Um, noun is person, place, thing? Yes. Um, dill. No, I'm going to pick an adjective. Sparkly. <laughs> Sparkly. Yeah. Now you got to pick a plural noun. Cats. Okay, famous person? Frank Sinatra. I'm Patricia Paytas. <laughs> Okay, that's good. That's a good close second. <laughs> the same. Pretty close to the same like. person, honestly. Uh, place. Place. Um, the moon. The moon. Okay, verb ending in ing. Can we do one fucking for good measure? No, let's put jacking. Jacking. Yeah. yeah. Okay, adjective. Spongy. Spongy. Ew. <laughs> Mattress from your favorite song. Uh, Crazy Frog. You're a psycho. <laughs> Verb ending in ed, like past tense. What's verb. a verb? Uh, something you do, like oh, poop. Okay. Yeah. Or your pee. <laughs> or Pooped. Okay. Yeah, that's our that's our one. Okay. We need one in there. Sorry, I couldn't think of anything else. Adverb. Okay, I'm gonna say gently. Verb ending in ing. Driving. Driving. Name of supermodel Naomi King. No, Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks, because she's the funniest okay. one. Yeah, Tyra Banks. Uh, okay, adjective. Spoinky. That's not a word. Uh, scrumly. That's not a word. Okay, <laughs> stop fuck? making up fucking words. Okay. Uh, Greasy. Okay, I like that. Okay, now we're gonna hit it. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Once upon a time, there was a dill. It had a sparkly cat. One day, it met Trisha Paytas on the side of the moon, and they were jacking. <laughs> oh. It only fans. It was very spongy. They both looked like hobos. What? All of a sudden, they... Who typed in hobos? Nobody. It literally came like that. All, right. All of a sudden, they started singing Crazy Frog really loudly. Okay. They tracks. Pooped. It tracks so far. They pooped really gently. Nice. Gross, though. I'm thinking of Trisha Paytas pooping. Trisha Paytas started driving with Tyra Banks. They looked really greasy. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) They looked so greasy. (laughs) Tyra Banks would not be caught dead with fucking Trisha Paytas. Let's be real about that. Unless she was greased up. (laughs) This has been another awesome episode of the Horror Comedy Podcast. Leave us a review. And tell your mom about us. It's been long enough. Tell your mom about us. And don't forget to drink water. Don't forget to drink water. Send in your scary stories at thehorrorcomedypodcast at gmail.com. Sources for this week include Who the Bleep Did I Marry? Season 6, Episode 1, and an excellent article by Brandon Grunewald and Anna Lee McNellis. Brennan. It's called A Story of Domestic Violence Unlike Any You've Ever Heard, and you can find that in our show notes. 